Hi, and welcome to the fourth episode of Hyper Talks. My name is Frederick, and I'll be your host for today. On my right side here, I have Sandra. Hello there. You yeah. were the host of episode one, right? Yeah, that's true. So glad to be back. Cool. And on the opposite side of me, we have our guest of today, Elvira Eriksson, the founder of Mockberg Watches. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, welcome. Cool. Thanks for coming. And uh, we're going to start this episode the same way we always start our days at a Hyper Island, with a check-in. It's a way to connect with the team, get a sense for everyone's energy level, how you feel. And um, I know Sandra has a specific check-in in mind. <laughs> yeah, I have a favorite one. It's, uh, what animal do you feel like today and how does it sound? <laughs> oh. I think uh, we can show you. <laughs> so, Frederick, maybe you could start. I'll lead the way. Do you have an animal? Yeah, I got this question before, but Elvira <laughs> hasn't got it, so it's going to be interesting to see. We had a, such an inspiring lecture this morning, and I was kind of sitting, just like they had such a high tempo. So I was like, kind of sitting, just looking with big eyes, like to the lecture and the the kind of PowerPoint mm-hmm. presentation. So I kind of feel like an owl sitting on like a branch, just looking around. And I guess that owl would sound <laughs> something like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe all of you others know why I love it so much by now. <laughs> do you guys do this every day, like before every lecture? We check in every day. Seriously? Uh, the whole not class? with an animal sound. Okay, okay. There's yeah. a lot to choose from. <laughs> and sometimes, of course, it's more a deep question. Like, okay, how do you yeah. really feel? <laughs> Okay. Do you want me to go or do you want yeah, to yeah, you go first. take a punch? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tough one, but that is why it's so interesting or so funny. Um, I thought about a cat, actually, because I feel calm, but I'm still I'm very curious what we're going to talk about today and what's going to happen. And I feel a little playful. Everything, anything can happen. So uh, I would say a cat. And how does a cat sound? Meow, maybe. Ooh. Good one. I I also thought about a cat. I think cats are my favorite animal, so I have I have a cat myself. Um, but I probably feel more like a dog today because I learned from you guys today in this environment. So I'm just gonna sit here, listen to you, and look nice and be nice. So um, yeah, I feel like a dog, and it's like woof woof. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so a well behaved dog. Yeah, today. yeah, a nice dog. Oh, okay. A trained one. Oh, that's great. Thank you. That's a way to break the ice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I feel so much more comfortable now making a fool out of myself in the first first one minute. Um, And yeah, we also have just a couple of really fast questions to uh, begin with Mm -hmm. and kind of just like, where are you from and how old are you? What's what's your background? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 23 years old. I'm turning 24 now in May. And I was born in uh, the southern part of Stockholm, a suburb called Tyresa. Do you guys know where it is? Yeah. 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 So I basically, I, I grew up there together with my uh, three brothers and my mom and dad. Uh, so I lived there until I was like 18. And then I moved to, to Santa Barbara, to the US, and I studied abroad one year. <laughs> and when I came home, I moved into... Um, into Stockholm, the inner part of Stockholm, Stockholm City. And uh, I live here still since since I was like 20 or something like that. So I've been living in, in Stockholm for four years. And uh, now I live at Odenplan with my boyfriend. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, if you would describe yourself with three words, what three words would you choose? Um, I thought about that one. It's hard to, you know, talk in positive words about yourself because you sound so, yeah, you know. But I think I would describe myself as uh, creative. Um, that's one of my strongest things. And the thing I like most about myself is that I'm very creative. And also that I'm very fast. So I can do a lot of things in, in a short period of time. And um, I'm also, um, I think I'm very an, a nice person and an honest person. So those are the three words I would I would describe myself as. To, to the positive ones. Then I have the bad ones, but I don't know if you guys want to hear those also. No, no, no. no. Okay. Only the positive Let's yes. stay positive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. And... Uh, If you were to describe what you do mm-hmm. in one sentence, what would that be? Basically, I um, I am responsible for the production in Mockberg. So I work with production. And I'm also um, creative director. So I am, you can say that I'm responsible for all the picture materials and, and the profile of the brand. So on one side, it's the production. And on the other side, it's the, the brand and the profile. So all the picture materials and how we want our brand to look like. That was not one sentence, yeah, but it was. Yeah, I was going mean, like, stop yeah, you. Stop. No. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but but since we are so we're so you know few in our team, everyone has like two different positions. So mm. so it's one side production that is the creative director side, but design and production are are very very close. They're very you know aligned with each other. So I think it's good that, that I have that in in my role. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It, it's. I would say it's like it's my dream job, actually. Of course, but um, yeah, it suits me very well with with my um, abilities. But okay, so if you go a little bit from work to private, what is um, what is your favorite day of the week, and what would you what do you do on that favorite day? Uh, Friday is definitely the best day. <laughs> uh, when I come to the office in the morning on Friday, I'm, I I you know I feel the energy before the weekend, and I just start thinking about like. Uh, what food I want to eat uh, tonight, and um, what do you eat? Me and my boyfriend loves tacos, so we, we, I mean, some weekends we eat like tacos two days just because we like it so much, uh, and we do always uh, veggie tacos. But Friday is definitely the best mm. because then you have the the weekend to look forward to, and hopefully I've done a lot of good fi- things over the week, so I can just like breathe out and and enjoy the weekend. Nice. Then we got a dinner tip there as well. Yeah, yeah. it's actually better than than real meat. It is. Okay. I'll have to change that. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys have to actually. You, I mean, my boyfriend was so like skeptical. He was like, "No, I will never eat this." And then he tried, and now he just he he just wants that. Hmm. Is it a corn brand or? No, no, it's not corn. It's soy. It's soy. It's oh. different from corn. I think co- corn is uh, is uh, from mushrooms. Mm. I think soy is something else. I don't know what it is. It's better. As you hear, I'm not a vegetarian. No, no. <laughs> No, not me either yet. I want to. I'm moving to become that. Yeah, like a Stockholm vegetarian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I know it's hard, but yeah. Nice. We need to eat less meat. True, I do agree. What do you guys like to eat? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this becomes a food Food podcast. 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 Yeah, Yeah. 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 can talk about tacos all day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. Thank you for that. And um, this is actually not the first time we meet you. You've actually been a guest speaker at our digital commerce module in in Hyper Island. So, um, yeah, what did you think about it? 
I actually thought it was great. And, uh, oh, you did. Yeah. Very inspiring. And that's the reason Thank you're you. here again. Oh, uh, thank now you. Now at HyperTalks, because we... Um, you shouldn't speak from the we. We learned mm-hmm. that at Hyper, because you okay. never know how somebody else feels. No. Um, of course. But I'm going to break point. that rule now <laughs> and say that we as a class really liked you. Oh, that's and, so nice. Um, thank you. So we wanted to kind of share your story, uh, your insights. And... Um, and yeah, I think what inspired us most is actually you started your own company at the age of 19. Yeah, right? yeah. I think, it, no, I think it was 20. Oh, 20. 20 yeah. yeah. Still, yeah. still young. Is I that started, even legal? How do you begin? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is legal. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I didn't start it myself. That's a, that's an important part. I, I did it together with my, with my brothers and they're older than me. But I mean, I think it's, I've always been mature for my age and I think that age is just a number and I mean it feels like entrepreneurs are getting younger and younger because we're creating that kind of uh, environment in Sweden where we encourage young people you know with the UF companies and um, Mm. at Hyper Island you encourage to to start your own business. Did you run your own UF business? Yeah yeah we did Uh, we did like hair towels Mm. special hair towels that made the hair dry faster Cool. Uh, yeah, it was actually like a great idea. We became like w- the list of like one of the 15 best UF companies in oh, Stockholm. So cool. I was, yeah, just to brag a bit. But mm, uh, <laughs> I think uh, that company actually, um, it waked some like uh, interest in in, uh, in my entrepreneurial, you know, spirit. And I I got very inspired of, of doing that. So I think the, the UF company... Maybe a reason to why we started Mockberg. Yeah. Mm. When we met you, uh, one of the most inspiring things that I thought was when you explained how, how it actually happened. Yeah. How you come up with that idea. Would you like to share that with listeners? Yeah. As I said before, I studied one year in, in the US. And uh, when I came home, I uh, I couldn't, I only could like bring home 20 kilos back in my suitcase. So, and all my clothes were basically like broke from the from the laundry machine so I left everything and I came home with nothing and I didn't have a job that summer so I took I had I got back like 5,000 crowns from my tax and I was like yeah I'm gonna take this money I'm gonna spend it spend everything on clothes <laughs> uh, yeah at the same time I started looking for a watch and um, the weird thing was that when you start like go out, going out there and looking for for watches you you quickly realize that most watches are actually made for men, and um, most <laughs> watch designers are men, and that really, you know, bothered me. I, I was like, how could this happen? So when you look at it, you have Daniel Wellington, you have Michael mm-hmm. Kors, Marc Jacobs. Those are all brands that women wear, and I just so when you start thinking about it, uh, watches have through the history uh, been like a technical accessory. And technical accessories have always been like connected and more, been more like a a male product. So I went home and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do my own watch because I can't find anything that I want. So that's how it started. And and I made the first uh, prototype and uh, I started to, to wear it in school. And then people started just asking me, where you bought your watch? Can I, can I get one also? I love that one. And, and, and that's when I realized that we can actually do something out of this. And that's when I, I sat down and talked to my brothers. And the, the whole Mockberg um, idea started. So, um, so you built it on 5,000 
crowns. And I think the first, yeah, the first prototypes were like 5,000 crowns. Mm. Yeah. And as, as I said to you, like my friends thought I was crazy. Like who puts, puts 5,000 yeah. crowns into a prototype? You know, I, it's just, but sometimes you just have to, you just have to do it to see where it takes you. I mean, those 5,000 crowns are nothing today compared mm. to what I, what we got in return. Very brave of you. Sorry. Yeah, Frank. super cool. I yeah. Mean, but I, I just must hear, like, okay, you do a prototype. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to do a prototype. Like, I didn't know you either. You just draw it up, or <laughs> how do you start? The thing was that I, um, we had in, in the US, we had one class that we can choose free for ourselves. And then I think we could choose from, like, it was five different subjects. And one of them was Photoshop. And uh, I've always been like, I've never gone into like the technical part, but I always like to learn Photoshop because I love, I feel creative and want to express myself and somehow. So I chose that course and I loved it. It was the best course in, in the, the whole, during the whole year. I loved that course the most. Uh, so when I came home, I, I just learned Photoshop. And now I know the Photoshop is not the best tool to make prototypes in, but it worked good enough to, you know, put some some materials together in that program and you know put it t- together the way I wanted it to look like. So yeah, I used Photoshop. And uh, I mean if I if I I think I have that one saved the very first the picture I did, but you, oh, I mean you would laugh at me. It's it's not it's not like super it's not a good technical drawings. It's just, you know. But you must frame that and put up in the wall. Yeah, yeah, I need to find it. I, actually, I don't know where it is, but I have to frame it some somehow. It's kind of embarrassing now. That's why I don't want to, <laughs> you know, bring it up and look at it. Um, but would you say the the prototype you did, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't a beautiful Photoshop yeah. thing, yeah. is it similar to how you, the clocks look now? Like the vision, at least. Oh, the watches, how they look now. Um, I mean, the, the fun thing is that my prototype... <laughs> looked uh, th- there were some major you know differences from my prototype to what I received but th- the fun thing was that I actually saved saved it the way they did it because I was like no this this does not look like in my picture but I but I still I thought their how they had you know and their interpretation yeah, exactly, of your exactly the mm. interpretation uh, I choose there yeah wow So you have partly their yeah exactly mistake, their design yeah yeah it's design. actually it's, it's the mistake that I saved yeah <laughs> and it's actually like a big part of the design so that's amazing yeah that's so interesting how did you what what was your thoughts around suppliers and stuff like that in the beginning I think that my brother one of my brothers Daniel uh, he he owns Mockberg together with me uh, he had had companies before um, so he started a um, a shirt brand uh, some years before. So he had um, experience within production. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could talk to him and he, he helped me a bit to, you know, find the right suppliers and all of that. So I think it's good to have someone to talk to. But I remember that I had those thoughts that it was much harder than it actually was. So, you know, it's not that hard. I mean, most people can contact the supplier and, and ask for a prototype. It's not that hard. Um, the hard thing is to find the right supplier. Mm. And then, I mean, you just have to work for it and put down the time and maybe go there and, and visit the, the the supplier. And Yeah. But how does the... Um, how many are you in, in this company? Is it you and your brothers or...? It's me and Daniel. He works... Uh, he's our CEO. 
and he he and I works 100%. Then we have Linda, she also works 100% and she's operation manager. And then there's Agnes uh, who works with uh, collaboration and marketing. And uh, we're actually hiring one more person now to the team. So, yeah, Ooh. it's not really official yet. But, yeah, but it's a we're growing. small team for a big yeah. company. Yeah. yeah, we are. But we like to look at Mockberg that you don't have to be good at every part. I mean, in the business, because we have suppliers that are best in production. And then we have distributors who are best in sales. And then we have to create a, a kind of a design and marketing department where we are the best ones in creating good-looking, high-quality watches and having, uh, you know, an eye for trends and mm-hmm. design. I mean, that's what we have to be the best on. The rest, you know, someone else can do. I think it's important that you focus on what you do best and let so, other companies do what they do best. So, sounds like a good tip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the most important thing for us is that we we do great design and that we do good good marketing. I think that is yeah. very important for us. Cool. But you said like you got your prototypes. Yeah. And then it just took off or how it just to, happened. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> no. No, that's I mean, was that the the feeling you got no. from my presentation? No. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Um But tell us how you Yeah. Um, so as I said, I started wearing my, my prototype in school and people started to ask uh, where it was from and what, what brand it was. Um, and we realized that, Hey, we can actually do something here, something good. Um, so the first thing we was that we, I think we ordered like 100 more watches and we set up this ticketed pitch. As I showed you on the lecture. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we put up that Ticktail uh, web shop. And uh, so when people asked me where I bought my watch, I told, told them like, hey, you can buy it on, on this website. Um, and then we did our Facebook page and our Instagram and we started to post, you know, pictures. Um, I think I showed you guys one picture I took like in yeah. in, in my garden with my mom's camera. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think the watches are look so good. I, I will always say that because I love my watches, but the watches look so good that didn't matter that, that it was no like a professional photographer because the watches speaks for themselves. I mean, people saw that yeah. this is something new. They look different. They have, yeah, you know, it's a different brand pro- profile that, that people had. Yeah, no one had seen that kind of profile before. Yeah. Even if the picture was taken in yeah, the backyard, exactly. it, yeah, yeah. that is, doesn't uh, matter. No, it didn't matter at that time. I think now when the competition is much, uh, it's more competition now. Uh, so um, now it probably would matter more. The picture material are much, much more important now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we did that and uh, I started selling, we started st- selling through this TikTok web shop and... Um, then after like I think it was like six months or something like that, we started getting a lot of requests for for more models and more color combinations. Um, but still, we didn't have any money to to buy stock on all of those models. Um, so what we did was that we did prototypes again with new color combinations, and we took really nice uh, product pictures. And we did like a facelift on the Ticktail web shop, did a nicer design, and we put up these uh, pro- uh, product pictures on the website. And um, 
<laughs> we we put them there with 16 weeks delivery time. And we say, hey, mm. by now, you you will be the first one to get it. 16 weeks. Yeah, but you get it within 16 weeks. Yeah. Isn't that, that's so crazy. Yeah. That's a long time now. But we didn't have any, I mean, we didn't have any choice. And the, the most amazing thing is that people actually bought bought them. So um, we managed to, to raise all the capital we, we needed for... Um, to buy the first, you know, real order uh, with all the the new models included, and all the those who made pre-orders got their watches first, mm. and then we launched launched them officially on the website. Mm. And then we'd done so much, you know, Mockberger got so much um, bread and, and engagement and comments and likes on on our social media accounts, so that uh, we started to get questions from agents and distributors who wanted to to launch their watches in physical stores. Mm-hmm. But what is that um, is special with your brand, Mockberry? What is it that you give to to your customer? What is your uh, brand value? I think that's a good question. And I think that, of course, I think that our watches look the best. Um, I think we do. Our design is, is the best design, of course. Um, but also, I think a lot of watches look kind of the same. And I think what we do with Mockberg is really standing out. And we always, you know, challenge ourselves and we try to do our watches both better quality-wise but also um, more good-looking for, for every watch we do. But also, as we talked about before, that, that I want to make a watch that you can have for, for every day. I mean, even if you're... We write that we're... Even if you're walking, you're taking a walk or, or you're attending a glamorous fashion event you can wear your mockwear watch it looks just as good to work or to or to as a to a party i mean and also what i think is that jewelry and watches are very you know they're very much alike as a product and you often wear jewelry together with your watch and then i want i want the watch to you know work good with the jewelries so if you have like some kind of bracelet or or something like that i wanted to work good together and uh, in my opinion a lot of watches for women are too big and too heavy and they just don't work with the bracelets so um, I really want uh, the watch to to work with with all kinds of jewelry and it also that it looks feminine and um, yeah I think a lot of watch brands have missed that part Um, which is good because that that gives (laughs) me a chance or me and my colleagues a chance to do something good here and to fill, you know, hole in the market. Yeah. The reason why I ask is because I, we talk a lot about brand value in school yeah. and the importance of it. And there's so many alternatives out there and to uh, push on your brand value and what you offer the, the customers mm-hmm. is really important. So, yeah, thank you for that. I'm going away from this uh, eye rule now again yeah. and talk about the week. But I think the whole class and we here in the studio, uh, like we said, was really inspired about your story. But something that we struggle with is like fear of failing. And like, mm-hmm. was it scary along the way or explain a little bit more about that? I mean, you fight with fear every day as a, as a business owner you need to just get used to the fear um, and you need to get used to the stress because it's not not something that goes away. 
you just have to learn to live with it. And you learn to, you know, you learn to just deal with it because what you get from it is 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 worth it, you know. It's worth the fear and the anxiety and, you know, everything. Because in the end of the day, you create something that doesn't exist. And um, you have such a huge love for your products and you would do whatever it takes to, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's your life, basically. But uh, to answer your question, yes, I was scared. But I mean, you have to uh, think about your worst case scenario. What is your worst case scenario? You have an education from Hyper Island. The worst case is that you have to go and apply for a job. Not that bad, huh? No. I mean, no. or if you have like, if you have in a, are in a good like family situation, worst case probably is to that you have to move home to your parents and live from them for like one or two weeks or something until you get a job. Or I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, you don't want to do that. But is that if that is your worst yeah, case scenario, then go for it. I mean. And it's also important that, I mean, we can't forget, this may sound like, like a cliche, and it is, uh, but we only live, I think, I only, I believe that, that we only live one time. And if you want to do something, I mean, do you want to look back at your life and, and, and think like, hey, I was too scared to do it? Or do you want to think back, back and be like, hey, I did it, and yeah, it, it, didn't, <laughs> it didn't go any good, but no. I did it. I think you would prefer... I mean, the second option yeah. that you tried. Looks and like you, you have reflected upon a really good uh, insight Yeah, there. and I mean, most entrepreneurs have had like 10 or 15 companies before they did something that yeah. that actually, you know, flew. So um, you just have to try. I mean, come on, you, you, you're going to work for the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, take some years and try. If you want to start something, do it and just see where it goes. And the worst case is maybe if you have to move home, you learned a lot of things among the way. You will learn so much. I mean, this school that I've gone through, like the several, these like last three years has been, I mean, I can't even describe how much I've learned. And it's been really tough sometimes. And I've been, you know, down and I've been up and I've been down. And I've, you know, but I now someone, I think one in, girl in your class, I, t- I talked to her and she said like, because she had run like a, a cleaning firm for three years. And she was like, hey, yeah, I'm bulletproof. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I feel you, girl. <laughs> um, you that like was to, yeah. such a good explanation that you you really become bulletproof because yeah. you take so much, you know, um, and you learn so much. Yeah. Would you like to share some of those insights through the, the past three years? What I've gone through, like yeah, the hard like, times. Yeah, the biggest failures. Yeah, the bigger maybe. failures or the biggest insights that you've gotten along the way. Yeah, I remember one time um it was just before the the big, you know, the big launch in Sweden. Now looking back it's not it's not that bad, I mean. And I can't tell you all the bad things either, but I, I can tell you this. We um uh we were supposed to launch in I think it was like 50 stores in Sweden and it was like within one week and I'd planned so we were supposed to get delivery of our new uh, point of sale material so the material that was supposed to be in in the stores and uh, the logistic company actually lost all the material they were lost so they couldn't find them and we were supposed to launch the watches so the resellers had already received all the watches but we didn't have anything you know to to put the watch watches on in into the stores 
and the thing is that you can't you can't just lay the watches there. You need to put them on some something, some yeah, like watch yeah. holders or something like that. These still look good, right? Yeah, uh, but then like finally after like calling and talking to, I think it was like felt, felt like one hundred people. Uh, we found the material, but the thing is that everything was broken, mm-hmm. and the delivery time for that material was like three months. Uh, so what do you do? You stand there. You were supposed to, you know, lounge in all of these resellers. Like think about how much, how much money you will yeah. lose, of those three months. Yeah. I would break down. Yeah, you mean I mean like in, uh, thinking about like calling the call that you know phone call to my distributor like hey you know what everything is broken we have to wait three more months for new material. Mm. Uh, but instead, I mean I I called <laughs> I made it I made the call, but then I was like hey I'm gonna fix this somehow, mm. and then we just you know. I think I, I I contacted like a marble supplier with like marble plates, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, I think I bought like like fifteen square feet like marble plates that we. Like yeah, it was like material. yeah, floor material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I bought like as so I googled and I I bought those like watch holders <laughs> and we we printed uh, pictures that we put in pr- frames, so we sold it. I just I was just like hey. Um, this happened, but you know what? I'm gonna make sure I fix this. Mm. So within one week, we had fixed uh, material for like 50 stores. Wow. So that's one thing. And then it's happened. That is not not the worst. The worst one. Uh, we'd had a lot of downs, but uh, we always survived. And uh, I mean, you just learn to live with it. Yeah. And you get for for every time something bad happens and. You get bad news. You just get stronger, and you get faster at you know acting and and solving solving the problem. Yeah, yeah. We we constantly are told like you should fail fast in high yeah. trial, and so because you always learn on that failure and the kind of knowledge when things turn sour is where you actually gain the most knowledge, and you also develop. Mm. Yeah. So um, I've always had a hard time failing before, but I'm kind of learning it as it's we go It's really good now. to fail. And uh, even the f- I think the first week we had a fail fest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, you said that part of uh, Mokbay's success is mm-hmm. kind of the approach with social media yeah. and how um, you engage with it. And you're not in old media at all, am I right? No, no. And by no. all media, we mean traditional media. Yeah. I think, TV. but actually, that why I um, why it looked like I didn't know was because we actually we've done an um, we have an editorial um, like two two page spread in Kinfolk. Do you know? Okay. Kinfolk magazine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we. That's the only thing we've done now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But okay. that's the first. Time yeah, the first you're time. Doing yeah, it's traditional first time. media. Yeah, like I mean, we've done some like PR things. Yeah. Uh, before, but we couldn't see, you know, how it contributed to sales, so so we stopped that. But no, no and by, traditional. Yeah. And by contributing to sales, you mean that it was hard to measure. Yeah, it exactly. Gave any results? Okay. Yeah, it's hard to measure. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think in this, but also the thing is that since we're so, uh, you know, big on social media, we need to look at Mockberg, all the marketing we do globally. We can't just, you know, do a spread in in a Swedish uh, fashion mag- magazine yeah. because it's so small. Uh, if we're going to do that, we have to do that in every market. Yeah. So I think that that's the problem about traditional media. It's not, you know, it's so local. 
Yeah, it is. Mm. If we had if we had large, you know, magazines that were global uh, over like larger mar- big markets, let's say Europe, if we had a magazine that covered the whole Europe, maybe we would consider doing it then. But so um yeah, let's old media and uh, that's in the past like the social media and mm. kind of how you engage with that. You got any tips like what's the what's the secret to success? I think picture material is extremely important. I think it's, I mean, if you look at most companies, they don't evaluate themselves what kind of picture materials they use. I mean, Daniel, he he works, uh, he d- does all the, you know, our ads, and he's very extremely, you know, specific what kind of pictures he wants. You know exactly uh, what pictures generates most likes and uh, comments and engagement. So it's. I think number one is picture material. If you can figure out what what kind of pictures generates the most engagement yeah. for like your you products, you see that all the time. You like yeah. for every picture you post, yeah. I you mean, you reach more conclusion. Of what's the best, right? Yeah, I mean, Daniel he and uh, he makes a lot of analysis over like what kind of pictures exactly that we have to have, because I mean, at the same time, the pictures always also you know. It shows your brand. So if we look at if if a customer goes into our Instagram page, they want to see the Mockbear brand. We can't just we have to think of every picture we post that it's is this our brand profile? Is this the kind of colors we use? You know, maybe it may sound like that we're too picky, but I mean it's so important. If I buy a, from a brand, I I always check their Instagram page. What kind of brand it is? Yeah. I think it's very important. And then. I think you you need to find some measurements and how to measure your ads and evaluate yourself. Do you have the right target market for these ads? Maybe yeah. you're sending out these ads to the wrong people who don't like your products. So evaluation it's extremely important if you want to success in in creating good ads and good social media marketing. So you just have to keep your followers active and engaged and you know yeah. you need to communicate with them, with them. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, user-generated content can content is always good to have. Yeah. Because then it it also creates picture for you that you can repost. But you do you repost a lot of? Uh, yeah. Your users. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, I mean, I think like fifty percent or more is uh, user-generated. Yeah. From the hashtag Mockberg, so we want people to hashtag Mockberg so we yeah. can find. That's such a cool way to engage in, in yeah. social media because we talked. About previously in a lecture about Daniel Wellington mm-hmm. and how they actually now on their Instagram don't produce any of their pictures. It's just users producing. Yeah. And kind of that's the best way to get the algorithms to work in your favor. You cross-link here and there yeah. and like it just it feels really like it smart. has a life on its own almost. Yeah, and, really uh, smart. So um, it's just important to keep the brand profile, I think, yeah. because a lot of brands just lost themselves in like because they just start to repost uh, user generated pictures, yeah. and then suddenly they just lost the the whole uh, brand profile on mm. their page. So I I I think it's important that you also you know incorporate your own pictures. Yeah. But it's also important that you I think a few people talk about this. It's so important to like all the pictures hashtag Mockberg. Mm. So I mean, you have to like in in the best of worlds. You all 
also want to comment all the pictures like thank you for your picture heart or something like that so you just show your that you're thankful and that you have seen the picture yeah that's yeah, very yeah. important and a, a few brands talk about that yeah it's about taking it to the next level yeah, yeah. like show that you care and that you've seen seen it i yeah. always check all pictures hashtag mockberg every day that's good so um going into the future kind of uh what's your plans For the next year, you've done so much in two years. Like I can, yeah. Of I course, mean, it's hard to speculate, but do you have a vision for the future at least? Yeah, of course, I think that what we do now with Mockberg is we're doing something really good, and I think the whole brand. I mean, our watches and and the Mockberg brand works internationally and in all different parts of the world, basically. And uh, for example, in Asia, I mean, like Scandinavian design and all of that works. Mm. Very there, yeah. It's very popular there, and I mean, so in the closest future, I think that we will go more like into Europe, so southern part of Europe. Now we're starting to um, get some kind of good brand awareness here in Nordic countries, but we need to, you know, spread more yeah. in Europe, and then after that, I think we will go and look at more in Asia, and yeah. But we, Mockberry will definitely grow this year, and for me in the future, I think. I want to focus on Mockberg first, but I mean, you never know. We we talk a bit about what kind of company we want to become, and uh, we talk a lot about us as a re- more like a retail brand. So, with that said, we can do maybe more things than just watches in the future. Mm-hmm. I think it's a possibility to do like bracelets or, yeah, I don't want to promise anyone <laughs> anything, but that's my thoughts. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting to follow your yeah, journey. Yeah, thank you. I I mean, but for me right now, I only see Mockberg in in the nearest future. Yeah. So I want to focus on building this brand that I love. And then conquer the world. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah, that's a, that's a good. You need to think big, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of people like. I I always say that you should always think global because Sweden, yeah. the Swedish market is too small. Yeah. I mean. You need to think global, or at least in Europe. Um, but online now, that's like yeah, it's, it's no so different. Simple to think big. In yeah, I mean, it's no difference. It's basically it's like a small, slightly a small difference cost sending a package uh, within Sweden than sending it to Denmark or yeah. Germany or whatever. So why don't see the whole whole yeah. Europe as your market? Yeah, that's a good thing. Cool. What do you think, Sandra? Have we have we missed something? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we always ask um, before we kind of do a checkout. Yeah. We kind of always ask, um, who do you think we should bring here? Do you mm-hmm. have like a role model you think yeah. that we should bring here, or someone else that could be interesting? I think you should bring my brother here because I think he has a lot of interesting insights in because uh, he is also the founder of Waitress. If you guys know what it is, it's like a food app. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't work with it now, but he was he's one of the founders there. So he has a lot of interesting things. Yeah. Someone else. Oh, I think Daniel is a good good guest. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, like you said, Sandra, we always we check in in the beginning and mm-hmm. we're going to check out also. A new animal uh, now? Uh, I think we're going to make it a bit more serious now, checking out. <laughs> okay, um, then. No, yeah. And, uh, What animal do you feel like now? <laughs> <laughs> well, we usually kind of do the checkout to to see what what 
has affected us during uh, mm-hmm. during the time we had together, or kind of what you bring with you, or like the. And uh, so let's say that, right, yeah. Sandra? What what do you bring with you oh, from this so interview? Many things. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Uh, it's so many. I can pick so many, but uh, something that I'm gonna take with me from this podcast recording is. Uh, not only think big, but also apply the thinking of what's the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try more and uh, don't be scared of failing. We talk a lot about that, but just actually uh, applying the thinking of what is the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. I think that was a really good tip. So that's that's what I'm going to bring with me. Check out. Wow, yeah. Um, I think what I bring with me is part partly being a bit stressed like Mm -hmm. i'm feeling like wow i should have begun to fail (laughs) at like when i was just after graduation why have i been so afraid of Mm -hmm. as you say just failing and trying what's the worst thing that can happen i have a like i have my family i have security it's what am i afraid of just that so um i got like a real real boost of Getting wanting away, to try <laughs> yeah, <nice laughs> and, uh, and a bit of stress, but no. Uh, so I'm going to bring that with me and uh, and also kind of, um, yeah, I think just a lot of energy, a lot of will to try. So I'm checking out with that. Thank you. Thank you. So, so I'm going to check out also? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, I'm checking out with the positive energy. It's been very nice sitting here talking with you. And I hope that uh, with this podcast, we can inspire other people to start their own businesses. And as you guys said, it's what's what's the worst thing that can happen, actually. You just have to picture a worst case scenario and just go, go for it. And um, you will always fail, no matter what you do in life. Yeah. So just do what you love. I mean... That's what I'm shaking out with. Good thing to bring with you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you. And uh, so we're also going to thank Beppo Studios here uh, for the pleasure of being here. And uh, thank you, Sandra, thank so you. much. And thank you, Elvira. Thank we'll, you. And thank you to your listeners. I hope you'll see us, hear us next time. And you can get a, find us at our Instagram. Wow, HyperTalks. And we need more followers. So, so uh, <laughs> tag us, help us, and I'll see you next time. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Bye. Bye. Bye.